Hello, I'm Jordan O'Kelly with the O'Kelly Lab, the writer and director of the O'Kelly Legendary Legends of Legend Project, a series of monologues for young students from a book I wrote when I was 10 to get out of doing homework in fourth grade. You'll be hearing edited monologues from those short stories, performed by friends and classmates from my school, and some actors from acting coach Jennifer Collins' class in Los Angeles. This podcast was recorded at the Actors Art Theater, thanks to Jolene Adams, as a fundraiser for Sing, S-E-N-G, supporting the emotional needs of the gifted. Sing was founded by the late Dr. James T. Webb, whom I happen to have had the pleasure of meeting and being inspired by. I hope you check out the Sing website and consider becoming a member, and hopefully I'll get to meet you in person someday at one of the Sing conferences. Juliana is back with another monologue called The Kitty Story. Kitty was the first pet I ever had. Every kid has a first pet story, unless you never had a pet. I had a cat and a goldfish. Not the greatest of combinations, at least not for the fish. But this story isn't about the fish. It's about a cat. Our cat. Here's Juliana Riley with the kitty story. Her name was Kitty. She came from a long line of kitties. Her mommy was a kitty, her daddy was a kitty, and if she had kittens, they would have been kitties too. But she didn't. That's how the kitty story went. My mom would tell it every night when she would put us to bed. After reading Runaway Buddy and Goodnight Mood, she would tell us the kitty story. The story of Kitty, our found cat. One day, Mommy opened the door and she saw this skinny, sick, dirty cat on our front porch. That was Kitty. Mom told Kitty and my dad, I don't want a cat, I'm a dog person. But Kitty kept meowing and wouldn't leave. So, first my mom took Kitty door to door and asked all the neighbors on our block if anybody knew this cat. Mom didn't even know most of those neighbors until that day. (laughs) Then she took Kitty to the nearby veterinarian clinic and asked them if they knew who Kitty's owner was. Unfortunately, Kitty didn't have a chip. Then Mom took a photo of Kitty and had Dad make a poster that said, Found cat, gray female calico, needs a home. She put the posters up all over the neighborhood, but no one called. It turns out, when Dad made the posters, he got the phone number wrong, so no one could call. That was a mix-up, is what my dad would say when he made a mistake. Then Mom made another realization. Every time she opened the front door, the cat would run inside. It turns out that Dad had been secretly letting Kitty into the house. He had become attached, and my mom wasn't happy about it. As my dad put it, we were a house, but not a home until Kitty came into our lives. Eventually, my mom agreed. Kitty was our whole family's cat. But as the story goes, she would sleep under my crib and wake my mom up whenever I cried. Kitty became my playmate. I would drag her around the house in my arms or my wagon. She was the greatest found cat ever. We would watch our goldfish, Pearl, swim in her little tank for hours together. And once Kitty and I sat outside my little butterfly habitat and watched six butterflies hatch. Maybe I was watching them live and she was thinking something else, but we shared space every day for those first five years of my life. She made our house at home. I was five when Kitty died. It was the saddest day of my life. I had known her my entire life, and I didn't know what it was going to be like without her. She had been sick for a while and had gone in and out of the vets. Halloween was coming. We were all about our costumes when Mom took Kitty back to the vet and was told that she should put down Kitty. We were going to see her one last time in the morning and say goodbye, Mom said, when she came from the vet. It was a Saturday morning before Halloween. And when we got there, the vet told us that she had died in her sleep. That was so like Kitty, making it easier on Mom. So we took turns saying our goodbyes. I took a long time. 
She just looked like she was sleeping on that silver table, and they wrapped her up so nice in a blanket and a towel. I said, I'll never forget you, Kitty. How could I when my first word was to you, remember? I said, Cat! <laughs> it's just so sad to say goodbye to you. I love you, Kitty, and you know I don't like change, but I promise someday we will meet up in heaven. We will all be together again, just like yesterday, and like in that home movie of us when I was two. We will all meet up in heaven. Mom will be able to run after me again and play tag. Dad will have more hair. <laughs> My sister will have been born healthy. And you, Kitty, like the legend of the amazing found cat, will live forever. I made that promise to Kitty when I was five in that living room in that vet's office. I learned how to say goodbye to something you love by making a promise to let the goodness and the memory live on in my heart. I made that promise not even knowing what heaven or death really was. It wasn't until much later that I realized that it's not the heart, but the brain that holds our memories. I hope Kitty will forgive me for not really understanding things I was talking about or promising. I think it's more common than you know that five-year-olds promise things that they know nothing about. <laughs> but you never hear people say at funerals, I'll keep you in my brain forever. It's always in the heart. Well, that's the kitty story. If you enjoyed these stories, you can buy the book of stories these monologues were based on, O'Kelly Legendary Legends of Legend, available now. I'd also like to thank all the people involved with the production of the show. Please check out The O'Kelly Lab on social media and on the web at theokellylab.com. Thanks for listening to monologues from O'Kelly Legendary Legends of Legend. So long. <laughs>